Hey guys, Gordon here. I just want to take a second and thank you for downloading our episode, listening to our episodes, sharing our episodes, tagging us on social media and helping us grow our mission. It means everything to me. And from here uh, to continue growing where we're at, please consider throwing us a small donation just to help grow the mission, support the team, support the infrastructure and continue to build the Permafit name. Thank you all so much. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. What is going on, guys? This is Gordon, and this is the show where we talk all things fitness, weight loss, health, and wellness, but not just temporarily, permanently. That's right. Welcome to Permafit. Guys, in this episode, you are going to be hearing a live stream that I posted to our free Facebook group going over the exact way to exercise for permanent fat loss. Yes, that's right. There is a way to exercise if you want to experience permanent fat loss, and there is a way not to exercise if you want to experience permanent fat loss. So you're going to hear specifically two actionable things that you can start doing right now, and one actionable thing that you can stop doing right now in order to see progress begin to unfold immediately and consistently, and you can follow those principles forward to continue making progress over and over and over and over again, okay? Again, not temporarily, but permanently. Everything we do here is about long-term success. So I'm gonna turn it over right now to the live stream. And again, guys, I've mentioned this before. If you get value out of this episode in any way, please leave us a rating and a review on iTunes and share it with someone in your life that needs to hear the message that we are delivering. All right. So with that, guys, I'm going to turn it over and I will see you in the next episode. See ya. All right. Here we go. The most effective way to exercise for long-term fat loss. So uh, this is a big deal because most people have no idea what they're doing. Okay. And like everything else I talk about and teach here, I was in that position once, meaning I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what was actually useful to do in the gym in terms of making change and changing my body and what was just a waste of time. And, uh, we're going to get into, uh, some specifics and then also like more specifically, not just specifics, but <laughs> specifically the specifics, uh, we're going to get into, there's, there's a couple things you can take away from this. Okay. There's going to be two things that I'm going to give you in this training right now that you can start doing. And if you start doing those things, you are going to see massive progress very quickly. And I'm also going to give you one thing that you can stop doing right now. Okay. One thing you can just stop doing. So again, we're going to get into two things you can start doing. One thing you can stop doing. And the combination of those things is the exact combination that I took on when I was, well, in 2008. So 13 years ago or so, 14 years ago, 13 years ago, 14 years ago. Wow. Uh, and in that, that along with a couple other little concepts, was what I needed at the time to transform myself to lose uh, just shy of 90 pounds. And then I've, I've kept that off ever since. So let's get into this guys. A uh, couple things. First and foremost, it is 2022, right? There's only 362 days left in this year. Okay. And by the, that's just going to go by so fast. Okay. 362 days left. 
before you know it, it's going to be 200 days and then 100 days, and then it'll be Christmas season again. So it's going to go fast. What you do now and what you really tell yourself you're going to do now, and then the obviously the actions that you take following that are going to dictate how the obviously the rest of your year goes, but it's also going to dictate how next year goes, if you can believe it. Okay. Again, what you do now and the mindset that you put yourself in now and the actions that you take now are going to dictate how 2023 goes. Okay. So if I bet if you were, if you were able to go back in time 12 months, okay, and change the way that you approached your health and fitness in 2021, we'd be sitting here right now and you would be completely different. You would be completely at a completely different point in your journey. Maybe you'd be a lot lighter in terms of weight and body fat. Uh, your body composition would likely be very different. You'd probably be a lot stronger. Uh, every time I look at some of our clients, you know, they're hitting milestones, like 80 consecutive workouts, hundred consecutive workouts, 200 consecutive workouts. Those women are awesome. Like they're kicking ass because they're getting stronger. They're building mobility. They're building uh, agility in their body and flexibility. And it's just, it's really, really cool to see because they're not even the same person that they were 12 months ago. So guys, you have 362 days to get it all dialed in so that next year actually operates smooth. And I know that might sound scary and daunting, but here's the thing. It's not just about you. Okay. It's not just about you. I know many of you ladies in this group you are empathic people. You are loving and supportive people. You, whether that's just your immediate family or friends or colleagues, coworkers, usually through the conversations I've had, it's everybody. Uh, you typically put a lot of people first. You put everyone before yourself. You put yourself last, right? You put yourself on the back burner. But the reality, everyone here watching this, ladies, is that you need to put your own oxygen mask on first before you help others. Okay. You need to show up for yourself. You need to take care of yourself. You really need to put yourself at the top of that priority list before you go helping others, because what happens is you'll help them get to whatever they're trying to do and you'll help them. You'll take on, um, favors that they're asking you or whatever. And before you know it, you are so far behind on anything that you wanted to achieve for yourself that it almost seems insurmountable to actually get there, right? And the, real, the, 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 the second reality here is that if you had just prioritized yourself a little bit, it actually does a bunch of things. One, you get what you want, okay, which is amazing. You'll, you'll achieve the weight loss results that you're looking for, okay? You're going to get the body transformation that you're looking for. The other thing that it does is that all the people who always go to you for whatever it is they need, you are now empowering them to start to become resourceful and do their thing and achieve what you're starting to get them to think outside the box. And I've seen this over and over and over and over again. Okay. Empathic person, loving and supportive person puts everyone else first, puts themselves last and really trains all those people in their lives to look at this person, to look at you, to be there whenever they need them. Right. And because of that, you're always knocked down to the bottom. You never really get what you want. Okay. But when that person, again, I've seen this over and over again, decides that enough is enough. I'm going to put myself first and I still love you, but I'm putting myself first here. What it does is it, it actually helps everybody in the circle. Okay. So just keep that in mind guys. And where we're at right now, uh, I'm in a, a place where 
I can look back fondly on what we're about to talk about here and tell you that this was my biggest eye opener. My biggest eye opener is what we're about to talk about here tonight. So again, this is the best way, the most effective way, the most efficient way, most successful way to exercise, to actually get results and actually hold on to those results and actually get your body into a place where it's working for you instead of against you, or even with you, it's working for you. Okay. Uh, so I'm excited to talk about this stuff. I think this is going to be a little eye-opening for many of you. So let's just jump right in. Okay. Now I, I posted in the group recently about two fundamental truths that I talked about in my very first podcast episode, uh, which was in 2018. So it was four years ago. And these two truths are worth mentioning again. Okay. One is that any movement with your body is better than no movement. Okay. Any exercise is better than no exercise. Absolutely. Okay. There's sedentary. And then there's someone who walks three days a week for 10 minutes a day. They're both really like pretty low in terms of movement. Okay. But the sedentary person is worse off than the person who's actually doing something. That's always going to be true. Okay. However, truth number two, strategic intentional movement with your body is better than random movement. Okay. Random movement is someone who's just working out because they just want to work out and they feel like any exercise is better than no exercise. And they're just checking the box. Okay. They're just going to do a bunch of stuff that seems like a good idea. And more likely than not, they're really not doing as much for themselves as they think they are. But again, it's better than nothing. However, if you really want to see results, and this is where most people fall short is they don't have strategic intentional programs that they're following. Okay. Um, a strategic program, by the way, is not a cookie cutter, like one size fits all program that might be good for getting you moving in the right direction. Um, like we have a vitality program, which is it's built out already. It's not customized and it's great for taking someone from their starting point to like really seeing some amazing results. It absolutely is built that way. But what it doesn't take into account is uniqueness to that individual person. So uh, strategic intentional movement, that means like following a program that's built for you, something customized, right? It takes into account your goals, your body, your body type, your level of experience, your level of um, like your injury history. There's a million different variables that play into that. And that will always, always, always drive the most results. Okay. So what most people don't know is that all exercise, all of it, every single type of exercise, all training, all workouts, they break your body down. Okay. They break your body down. Meaning when you are lifting weights, okay, you're actually breaking your muscles down. You're ripping open the muscle fibers. You are, you're actually like shredding them a little bit. You're inducing trauma, right? Think of like a, a wound on your arm, right? How cut you cut your arm open and you're bleeding and the skin is ripped open. That's essentially what you're doing to your muscle fibers. When you lift weights, you're putting them under so much stress, even if you're not lifting a million pounds, right? Just even push-ups. Okay. You're putting your, your chat, like push-ups. So that's a great example. Let's go with that. Every time you push up your, your delts, your chest, uh, your, your triceps, you are ripping those muscle fibers. Now you're not necessarily ripping them dramatically, but you're ripping them. Okay. And this has been proven time and time and time again, 
working out is not where fat loss happens. It's not where uh, muscle growth happens, right? You don't do a bunch of push-ups and then your muscles are bigger all of a sudden. Okay. Uh, that's not how it works. You're actually breaking them down. Okay. Recovery from the workout is where the development happens. Okay. So this is like sleep, nutrition, hydration, supplementation, rest. That's where this all actually takes place. The, the progress, the stuff that you see, the stuff that you really feel uh, days later. Okay. The strength that you're really building, the, the mobility that you're really building comes from the recovery. Okay. So it's a two-stage operation here. You go in to the gym or at home, you work out, you follow the strategic plan, right? You are ripping apart your muscle fibers. That's why you get sore the next day, by the way. Uh, when you're sore the next day, I've heard people say like, oh, it's lactic acid buildup. No, it's not. Lactic acid buildup lasts like five minutes. Okay. The next day, that soreness that you feel, that's muscle trauma. That's muscle trauma. Okay. For a lot of people, they, they say it feels good. I think it feels good. Some people think it's not, doesn't feel so good. Uh, but anyways, it's muscle trauma. It's ripped muscle fibers. And these are like little micro tears all over the muscle. And they're in the restoration process. And that creates a feeling that you feel, which is that soreness. So anyways, the recovery is where those muscles are being built stronger, bigger, uh, more dense, right? And that's why when you work out, as long as you're recovering properly, then you will put on muscle consistently and, you know, millimeters at a time, micrometers at a time, but you'll get, that's how you get that lean toned look is by doing the right sort of training to make sure that this process is actually taking place. Okay. So by the way, if you're not following proper nutrition, uh, if you're not getting enough sleep, if you're not hydrating enough uh, supplementation, it depends on the person and the goal. But if you're not doing these three things, then it doesn't really matter how hard you work in the gym. You can actually go backwards. You cannot see muscle growth. You cannot see a lot of change in your body, nutrition and sleep and hydration and rest. Um, and I would put supplementation in that list. Those five things are actually essential for getting the most out of what you do in the gym or what you do when you're working out. Okay. So let's move on here. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this, but there's something called the Pareto's principle. Okay. Or Pareto's principle and Pareto's principle is otherwise known as something called the 80, 20 rule. Okay. And that is that 80% of your results, think about this, wrap your head around this 80% of your results that you see come from 20% of your efforts. Okay. 80% of your results come from 20% of your efforts, which sounds kind of funny. Sounds kind of interesting. And basically what it means is, um, like there's, there's, you know, across the spectrum of things that you're, you're going to be doing, right. That's the hundred percent. Well, 80% of what you do is only going to drive, um, a certain amount of, of results and take a certain amount of effort. And 20% of your results are going to come from a certain amount and, <laughs> you know, are going to be a certain amount of your effort. So at the end of the day, there's a split. Okay. There's a split and the number don't get too wrapped up on the number. Okay. Uh, it could be like 15, 85, it could be 10 and 90. I've heard 70, 30, like no one really knows the exact number, but what has been proven over and over and over again is that when it comes to 
transformation here, right? 80% of your results are going to come from nutrition and recovery and rest and hydration and sleep, all that bundled together, basically what you're putting into your body and the downtime. Okay. Um, those are like wellness practices that matter more. Okay. So the, uh, 20% of your results are going to come from training. And this is just, this is just, it's been proven again, time and time and time again, when you work out, you know, have you, have you ever, let me ask you this. Have you ever been someone who, or maybe seen or know someone who works out just like all the time, all the time, five, six, seven days a week. And they never really seem to make any progress, you know, like they're still overweight. They still, uh, like don't, aren't happy in their body. They're still wearing the same size jeans, but they work out every day and they, they, you know, maybe they brag about it. Maybe they don't, that's kind of irrelevant, but you know, they go every day and they, <laughs> they like to, they like to make sure that at least people know they go every day and yet nothing really ever changes. Well, the reason is because they're focusing hard on this 20% and not focusing at all or very little on the 80%. And as a result, they're not getting where they want to go. Right. So people have also probably heard the term or the expression abs are made in the kitchen, right? That's not hundred percent true, right? You have to build abs in order to be able to see them. Nutrition just kind of reveals them, I guess, but, uh, it's what the point is that all of your visible and, and, and massive amounts of progress, like the big heavy lifting uh, progress is going to come from what you're putting in your body and how you're treating your body in terms of these recovery practices. So I wanted to spend a couple minutes on that to make sure it really sunk in. It doesn't matter how hard you work out, how often you work out. If you're not doing this stuff down here, the recovery piece, then I hate, I mean, it's kind of irrelevant. I hate to say that, but it's kind of irrelevant what you do up here. Like you'll become more fit, but that doesn't mean you'll be lean. That doesn't mean you'll love your body. That doesn't mean you'll be, um, you'll be like have muscle definition or, you know, have that toned look that you're looking for. Okay. All it means is you might get a little bit stronger. If that's your goal. Okay, cool. Uh, if your goal is to get leaner, get into a body that you, that you love, that you're not in right now. Well, that a lot of that's going to come from the nutrition. Okay. So let's move on. Let's give you some actionable stuff. Okay. Here we go. Number one, start doing this. Okay. Resistance training. <laughs> if you've been following me for any amount of time, you know, I love resistance training. I talk about it all the time. This is the catalyst for muscle growth and overall change. Okay. There is no form of exercise more powerful or vital to your body's growth and development and maintenance of that growth and development than resistance training. Okay. Resistance training is key, key, absolute key. Right. Uh, if you, if you just like take nothing else away from this, this should be the thing you remember. Okay. And by the way, this is never going to change. This won't change. I mean, even when you're, when you're 90, okay, this is still going to be the case <clears throat> and like it or not, if you're a human being, you have muscle on your body. Okay. You have cellular muscle, you have, uh, larger muscle groups, you have all kinds of different muscles that do a lot of different things. Okay. You have muscles on your, on your capillaries, you have muscles on your, um, your, uh, arteries like that are just like helping your, your body pump blood. For example, you have muscles doing a lot of different things, guys. Um, and actually your ligaments and tendons, the things that hold your bones together and hold the muscles to the bones, all that stuff 
is built the same way. The architecture is the same way. Resistance training helps with all of that. It strengthens everything. Okay. And as funny as it sounds, your whole body, your whole body is a muscle. You know, it really is. It's just one giant muscle, right? Now, obviously there's other things in there, but you really should think of it like that because the muscle distribution is bigger. It's, you know, people think of muscle, they think of like biceps and, you know, your quads and your, your hamstrings, like big, huge muscle groups, but that's like not really scratching the surface in terms of how many different little muscles you have and cellular muscle is a whole area that most people don't even know about. And that's where like, there's, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of little muscles doing a lot of different things. And without those, we would just be a blob of flesh, <laughs> you know, like it wouldn't actually be able to function. So it's super, super, super important. Plus it helps you get strong and look great and get into a body that you love. So developing muscle among all those other things I just mentioned, we'll do four key things that are going to be very noticeable very quickly. One is <clears throat> increase your metabolic performance. Okay. Uh, there's four functions of your metabolism. I've talked about this many times. I'm not going to get into the whole thing here. Uh, but one of those functions is called your BMR. Okay. Basal metabolic rate, basal metabolic rate. And that is your body's calorie expenditure, uh, majority. Okay. The majority of your calories expended on a daily basis happen just because you're alive, just because you're up around moving around, you know, doing stuff, walking your dog, getting the mail, going to work, brushing your teeth, like things that you're doing. Right. Um, when you do that, you're burning calories. Okay. If you change your body composition to have more muscle, well, what happens is your whole met metabolic performance changes. Okay. Which basically means you can eat more food and you kind of have to eat more food because your body needs more calories to maintain that muscle that you just built. Does that make sense? So, uh, that that's like, and most people don't even necessarily believe that when I say it, I'm telling you it's true. And <laughs> because your, your metabolic performance is directly tied to your muscle and fat composition on your body. Okay. Otherwise known as your BMI, right. Basal, um, your, um, body mass index. Okay. So, um, go look it up if you want, but I'm telling you, this is absolutely true. It's absolutely the case. Uh, the second thing guys is developing muscle will help use your, your body's fat for fuel. So the way I teach this to our clients, we go way more in depth to it, but essentially when you start putting muscle mass on your body. It, for lack of a better term, it kind of like snuffs out the body fat a little bit, right? It sucks up so many resources, the muscle I'm talking about here. It sucks up so many resources in your body just to maintain itself and to keep itself like big and strong and, uh, intact, right? Cause it's now it's so susceptible to, to tearing during that resistance training that work working out. It's so susceptible to that now that it will suck up so many resources and it'll start burning fat for fuel to make sure that it, the integrity of it maintains itself. Okay. So super essential there, right? Okay. Um, three burning calories, even when you're not working out. So this is something that cardio will never do that, that res resistance training does, which is as you are putting muscle mass on your body, well, now your body wants to keep that muscle mass. Okay. And in order to keep that, it has to feed that muscle mass. Okay. It has to feed it nutrients to maintain it. Otherwise it'll go away. And that process is called muscular atrophy. So how does it maintain itself? Well, it utilizes calories. It utilizes amino acids from protein. It utilizes uh, glycogen 
okay, ATP in order to facilitate the process of muscular protein synthesis. So how, how does all that happen? Well, it uses calories. Okay. So even when you're not working out, your body has to maintain that mass that you put on. And in order to do that, it has to burn more calories. So you're burning more calories, even when you're not working out, that only comes from building muscle. So when you're doing all this cardio and you're not resistance training at all, or you're not pushing yourself strategically with resistance training, then you're not giving your body the ability to burn calories when you're not working out. Okay. You will not burn calories when you're not working out. If all you're doing is a bunch of cardio. Okay. So we'll get into more of that in a minute. because I'm going to talk about that, but that's really big guys. That was a huge distinction for me. Okay. And I felt it and noticed it very quickly after I started, uh, for help resistance training helps you get that lean toned look that actually stays. Okay. So I'll just be really clear here. Um, and transparent, you'll lose a lot of weight. If all you do is starve yourself and do a bunch of cardio, you'll lose a ton of weight. Okay. If that's what you want to do. Cool. But understand those results are finite. Okay. They will come to an end. I promise you. The other thing is that is how people end up in this spot, especially women. I hear this all the time and I see it all the time. That's where they end up in the spot where they're like, they kind of describe it as like skinny fat. Okay. Like, yeah, I'm thinner, but I'm still soft and I'm still pudgy and I still have a muffin top and I'm still this and that. And my arms are still jiggly. Okay. The reason, and it should be clear for, for those of you who've experienced this, the reason is because the, the, the way that you lost that weight didn't actually facilitate or prime your body for a transformation for a composition change right? You don't want to just lose weight. Most of you watching this don't want to just lose weight. You actually want a composition change. We want to lose weight in the form of body fat. We want to put on lean muscle mass and the weight is going to be what the weight's going to be. Um, it's more about how you look and how you feel internally and externally about how you look. Okay. So resistance training is the catalyst to getting that lean toned look that actually stays year after year, after year, after year. I can promise you this, no one, no one who just does cardio and eats like very little, uh, gets that like really, uh, I guess like sexy lean look that a lot of women are going for and maintains that it just doesn't happen. Okay. It, it's like, honestly, scientifically impossible to build muscle just through those two things. And muscle is what gives you that look that I know a lot of you are looking for, right? Uh, a little bit of shoulder definition, a little bit of ab definition, leg def like all that stuff comes from this. Okay. As a, as a, as a major critical piece to that. Okay. Number two, utilize progressive overload. Now this is another topic that we go very, very, very deep into with our clients. And I, I, I honestly can't really cover all of it here. I have a podcast episode on it as well, but this is really a, a practice that you use inside of the realm of resistance training. Okay. So if you got resistance training right here, which is weightlifting, uh, CrossFit, powerlifting, um, by different like calisthenics, different types of body weight training. If you've got that right here, okay, that's great. So how do you make this continue to help you and work for you time and time and time again, month after month, year after year? Well, Inside of that, you've got this other thing called progressive overload. And this is 
how you approach resistance training. Okay. And really I'm going to go through four uh, little things, ways that you can do this here in a sec. You can see them on the screen, but this is how you're going to continue to see progress. Okay. So for a lot of people, they'll start resistance training. Maybe they see a little pop of results in the beginning, but then they stall and then they don't really see anything, but they keep going to the gym or they keep working out at home month after month after month. And while, you know, it feels good, the endorphins are pumping and their serotonin is flying and they feel physically good. They feel emotionally good about themselves because they're doing something positive for themselves, which are all good things. We love that. That's amazing, but they don't see progress. And yeah, there's a, there's a nutritional element of course, that's going to play a role there. But when it comes to muscle building, a lot of times this isn't being done. This isn't being utilized. Okay. Which is progressive overload. So when you go to resistance train, okay. As you do this more and more and more, there's something called your training age, which starts to mature. Okay. If you've never lifted a weight before your training age is zero, you are a uh, you're an egg. Okay. You're, you're nothing, right? You're zero, zero years old, zero days old. As soon as you start training, well, now you develop something called training age. Okay. And the more you train, the more you work out with some strategy behind you, the more mature that training age gets. Okay. And you're going to find that you put on a lot of good, lean, dense muscle mass very quickly as you're growing those first few months, those first year, maybe year and a half, two years. Um, then it starts to taper off. Okay. So as you continue to grind through those first couple of years and then into the tapering off period, uh, how you get better is by doing this and how you continue to see results is by doing this. So, uh, one way I'm going to go through four here. These are ways you can start to utilize progressive overload. And if you're not doing this, then you will stunt your progress. Okay. You just will. Uh, so one increase the amount of weight or resistance you're lifting. Okay. Pretty simple continue to push your strength, continue to test yourself, push yourself to lifting a new weight value, right? If you're squatting 65 pounds right now, then, and you, you're able to get a set of eight or 10. Okay, cool. So you should try to go for 70 or 75 pounds and see what you can get. You're not going to get as many reps. Probably that's okay. What you're doing is you're setting the bar higher for your body's expectation of performance from that muscle. Okay. So now your muscles basically seeing that additional stress and it's saying, all right, well, I need to, I need to like get stronger now because holy crap, that was hard. And I don't know that I can really respond to that every time. So it starts to basically send all these signals to your, through your central nervous system, to your body, to strengthen those muscles now. And over the next couple of weeks, you'll get stronger. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's how that process works. Like really like kind of dumbed down way of looking at it. Uh, number two, increase your time under tension. Okay. The acronym for this is TUT, TUT. And time under tension is the, it's kind of what it sounds like. It's the time that you spend under tension, right? So as you're lifting a weight, okay, while you are, let's just say squat, for example, keep going with that. As you're lowering your body, your legs are under tension, okay? Everything your glutes, your hamstrings, your quads, your calves, your hips, your hip flexors. Um, your adductors, abductors, even your core, even part of your back is under tension, your whole like lower body is under tension. So the longer that you take to lower your body and then stand back up again, the more 
resistance your body experienced, right? The more tension it experienced. And because of that, uh, it's going to tear more. You're going to have more trauma and you're going to have more opportunity for growth and development. Okay. Very, very, very important time under tension. So in other words, don't rush your reps, go through the process of being a little bit slower and a little bit more controlled with your reps. And you will see a different response and a different set of results. Okay. So let's see here. I'm just going to check, see if I have any comments here. I can't see the comments on my screen while I'm doing this and I'm trying to find a better way to do that, but, um, okay. I don't see any cool. Yeah, guys, if you have any questions or anything, just drop them in the chat. Uh, number three, focus on mind muscle connection. Okay. So this is another one that quite honestly, most people just have never even heard of. And even when they do hear of it, they'll never do it. Mind muscle connection is kind of like a, almost like a, <laughs> it's like the secret weapon, I guess it's one of them. Okay. And that is that when you go through the process of exercising resistance training, think about what you're doing specifically think about the muscle you are working. Okay. So if I'm going to do a resistance, I'm sorry, a um, bicep curl, right? I'm going to do a bicep curl. Okay. Like this, I got a weight in my hand, right? Let's just pretend this camera lens is a weight, right? And I'm going to curl this weight. Okay. Well, if I'm using mind muscle connection, I'm, I'm thinking about my bicep. I'm thinking about the long head and the short head. And I'm, I'm really, I'm almost like envisioning that muscle tear and get stronger. And what happens when you do that is you automatically form correct. Okay. Just it's natural. And you give your body the ability to focus on the contraction really, really deeply, which is kind of like a secret piece to making all this happen faster, better, stronger, more explosively. Right. So mind muscle connection is again, uh, for lack, just to keep it simple is think about the muscle that you're working when you're working it. Okay. Does that make any sense? Let me know in the chat if that's not clear. Uh, okay. Number four, pay extra close attention to your eccentric movements. Okay. So if you're not familiar with the different types of movements that the body can do, there's really only two types. Okay. One is called the concentric movement and one is called the eccentric movement. So I'll use the bicep curl as an example again, uh, just to make it clear. So the eccentric movement is with gravity. Okay. You're letting it go with gravity. Does that make sense? You're basically lowering the weight. You're letting gravity, uh, you're, you're slowing down your, your body's, um, body's natural desire to give in to gravity. Okay. The concentric movement is pulling it against gravity. Okay. So start to think about this in a squat, right? As you're lowering your body down towards the earth, that's the eccentric movement. Okay. As you're standing back up, that's the concentric movement, right? So with gravity against gravity, they're two different things, uh, where the majority of your progress is going to be made is the eccentric movement. So just pay extra close attention to it. Make sure your form is great, especially during the eccentric movement, uh, pay, pay attention to the, uh, the, the, the contraction, right? Which is the muscle basically engaging, right? The engagement of that muscle, that's the muscular contraction. When you pay attention to that and you make sure that's super dialed in and uh, like right on target in terms of intensity, 
during the eccentric movement, that's where massive, massive, massive growth happens. That's where the majority of the trauma happens as a result, meaning your muscles tear more. Okay. So number three, this is your stop. Okay. These are things to stop doing, stop doing these. Okay. Number one uh, avoid only doing cardio. Okay. I talked about this a few minutes ago and it's huge. It's, this is a big deal. Stop just making cardio your priority. And the only thing you're doing, because that's not going to cater to weight loss the way you think it is. It's not going to, it's certainly not going to cater to fat loss and it's not going to cater to anything sustainable. Okay. Really the only like kind of sustainable thing you get out of that is a better performing arterial system. And by the way, I like cardio. I love cardio. It's good for you. You should do cardio. Okay. But you shouldn't feel the need to do it every day. It, you should never do it in lieu of resistance training. And the, the, just understand the majority of the benefits that you get <clears throat> from cardio are arterial performance, stamina, lung capacity, endurance. Okay. So you're going to become more fit doing cardio, but it's not going to lead to this weight loss and fat loss thing that you think it will, or that a lot of you think it will. Okay. Uh, that was a big distinction for me. Okay. Huge distinction for me. Um, number two, doing workouts that seem like a good idea. So this is unfortunately what many, many, many people do. I see this all the time is <clears throat> doing workouts that just seem like a good idea. You know, like you might say things or, or think things like, man, you know, it's just, I, I sweat when I'm doing that. And like, it makes me feel good. I feel, I feel exhausted afterwards. I feel like I, like, I feel like I just got a good workout in, you know, I feel good and that's great. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that, but it doesn't actually lead to results that you're looking for. Okay. Just because you feel exhausted afterwards doesn't mean that it was the most effective workout. I know that sounds crazy, but it's actually true. Okay. A lot of times the most effective workouts are resistance training circuits or resistance training programs that aren't fast. They're not high intensity. They're slower. Okay. They promote something called muscular hypertrophy, which is really what moves the needle the most. And you may not finish your workout and feel crazy sore or feel dead or be sweating your face off. And that's okay. That's what, that's honestly normal. Most of my workouts, if you know, if it's a leg day and I'm really going heavy, uh, I'll sweat. But most of the time, like I'm not really sweating much. Okay. Now rewind time to 2007, 2008, I would do these workouts <laughs> when I was 90 pounds overweight, I would do these workouts that like had me moving constantly and I would feel so exhausted afterwards. And I would basically give myself a high five for doing such a kick-ass workout, even though it wasn't actually doing anything for me really. Okay. Number three, uh, going through the motions, checking boxes. So if you are kind of in the, the, the practice or the habit right now of like going to the gym or going to your home gym and just kind of like doing the work, doing the exercises and just kind of checking the box. Like, okay, I did 10 curls. Okay. You know, I did 10, uh, whatever's crunches and you're just kind of like checking boxes, but you're not utilizing progressive overload. You're not trying to get stronger. You're not really focusing on mind muscle connection or focusing on your eccentric movements or anything like that. Uh, it's going to hurt you in not physically. It's going to hurt your progress. Okay. So stop doing that. Stop just going through the motions. Number four, rushing through your workouts. Okay. We see this a lot too. 
rushing through your workouts. Now I understand that there's going to be days when you are limited on time, right? You you got to pick your, your kid up. Um, you know, it happened to me today. (laughs) So you might be a little bit rushed on time. That's okay. When that happens though, uh, what you should actually do is don't try to finish everything that you have planned out. Instead, take the first two or three exercises, focus on just those and forget the other one, two, or however many are left after that. Um, and you can whittle that list down to even just one exercise, the most important one. If you've only got 15 minutes, but you don't want to skip it, like, and you know, you're like, I want to do something, but I only, I literally only have 15 minutes. There's nothing I can do today uh, to, to make that time window any bigger. Cool. Show up, pick the most uh, a pro, pro, um, productive exercise out of the list. It's usually going to be a compound exercise, like a squat and just squat for 15 minutes. Okay. Do a set of 10, take a 30 second break, do a set of 10 or whatever, whatever the number is. Right. And just focus on that and making them good quality reps. Okay. Good quality time under tension, my muscle connection, eccentric focused reps. Uh, don't try to just like check all these boxes and do all this stuff and just to rush through it. Okay. Number five, avoiding heavier resistance training out of fear of looking too masculine or too jacked. So, uh, so ladies, you know, I've been training women for, like I said, over a decade. And I, I, I see this all the time. I hear this all the time. I was training a, a woman over the summer just a few months ago, six months ago. That was her, her major fear was I don't want to look her exact words where I don't want to look like a man. Okay. So we got to talking about it and the specifically, she didn't want like manly shoulders. She didn't want like big arms and you know, she didn't want to look like a guy. And I get that. I do. Um, but the thing is lifting heavier weights, using progressive overload and, and going down that path will actually do the opposite of what you think. Okay. It will lean you out. It will give you that like sexy feminine look that I know many of you are looking for. And only if you want to look very masculine and jacked, only if you want that, is that even achievable? Okay. The, the female body is built in a way where that achieving that goal is very, very difficult. You have to do a lot of things right for a very long time and potentially use performance enhancing drugs to achieve that. Okay. The main reason is because you have a lot of estrogen in your body and very little testosterone. Okay. Women have some testosterone, just not as much as men. So men, when we work out, when we train hard and our nutrition's proper, uh, when we get to a lean physique, that's mass muscular, then we have, you know, what you're probably envisioning, like wider shoulders, bigger arms, more definition in those areas. And just the kind of like that masculine, like superhero kind of look, right. That's a lot more achievable for men, women, uh, you just don't have enough lean mass on your body and enough testosterone to even drive lean mass in order to get there. Okay. You just don't like, um, let me, let me put it this way too. Numerically, I'll just spend a second on this. So uh, a very fit female who is like what I would call beach lean all year round. Okay. She's, she looks great. She can wear a bikini, uh, in January, or she can wear a bikini in July and she'll feel, she'll look great. She'll feel confident. She'll feel strong. She'll have that lean physique all year round. She's going to be dancing somewhere between like 21, 22, 23% body fat. Okay. Um, a male in order to, to, to kind of achieve the same thing is really going to be 
somewhere around like 14, 15, 16% body fat, um, all the way down to like maybe 10. Okay. For the, for the really shredded guys. Okay. Competition. Um, I get asked this from time to time competition, body fat percentages, sub 10 for men, you know, seven, eight, nine percent for men, women, maybe as low as like 18, 17. Don't really want to go below that. And there's nothing you can do about that. Uh, it's just a composition of our body types, right? And, and that's gender specific. And there's, <laughs> you, know, you can't change how much testosterone your body is naturally producing. Really, you can kind of influence it. Uh, just like estrogen, you can kind of influence it, but not, not really, right? Not really, not without um, hormone replacement therapy, okay? Which we're not going to talk about today. So anyways, guys, ladies, do not avoid heavier resistance training out of fear of looking too masculine. I promise you will not get to that place unless you really want to. So let's see here. So think about what it is you truly want. Okay. This is kind of related. It's kind of, kind of unrelated, but it's still an important question. So here's the deal to get what you don't currently have. You have to do things that you're not currently doing. And that is a huge, huge, huge distinction that is just waiting for you to make. And it's not enough to, to just like hear the words and be like, yep, makes sense. Um, that's how you start, but you really got to like experience that and how you experience that is through actually being consistent. Okay. And in order to be consistent, you really got to step outside your comfort zone, which leads me to my next point, this middle line here, stepping outside of your comfort zone is a must. It just is. Okay. We are creatures of habit. We are creatures of routine. So the more habitual you are with a lot of practices and actions that don't really serve you, okay, fast food, skipping workouts, Ben and Jerry's, watching a lot of TV, binge watching Cobra Kai, stuff like that. If that's your practice, that is like home base for you. You're used to it. Your body's used to it. Your mind is used to it. Anything else is uncomfortable. Okay. Anything else is uncomfortable. What we need to do though, is we need to step outside the comfort zone. We have to get a little uncomfortable. It's not a sexy thing to hear that and talk about that. I know it's not a fun thing to, to, to do it in the beginning sometimes. Uh, but at the same time, it is fun and it is exciting and it is sexy because that is what drives change. And you know, immediately when you start stepping outside that comfort zone, you get that flutter in your chest, you know that you're on the right path. Okay. So again, to get what you don't have right now, which is being in that body that you love, that you want to be in, uh, then you have to do things that you're not currently doing, right? That seems pretty obvious, but in order to do that, you got to step outside your comfort zone. Okay. Cause we can't just do this thing once or twice. We have to do it consistently, which leads me to my last point. Consistency is key. Now, consistency does not mean perfection. You do not need to be like spot on perfect every single day in order to get amazing, 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 life-changing results. You don't. Okay. You don't, but you do have to be consistent in a couple of key areas. Okay. You have to be consistent with your key nutritional parameters. Okay. You have to be consistent. How many calories are you eating? Are you hand grenade close to those on a daily basis? Are you hand grenade close to your macros on a daily basis? Um, are you hitting your workouts? Like, you know, however many are in your work, maybe you got five in your routine. Are you hitting at least four of them? Like how consistent are you? Um, are you someone who is, who is like spot on perfect Monday through Friday, but then Saturday and Sunday are a complete disaster. 
You know, you eat 5,000 calories a day on Saturday and Sunday, but then Monday through Friday, you're dialed in. Well, that's not consistency. Okay. Your body, there's no way for your body to, to make any change because it doesn't know what is going on. You can't be all over the place. You have to be like relatively close to the same thing day in and day out for a while to see results. Okay. doesn't mean you have to be perfect, but we got to be relatively close. And by the way, the longer you do that, the more you build up your, your body's expectation of what's coming in and what's going out. And it gives your body way more ability to be flexible. Okay. So that's how you can uh, be beach lean all year round, have a six pack all year round, have a lean fit physique all year round. And when that birthday party pops up, you can go and you can have a piece of cake and a couple of glasses of wine and a pizza or whatever, you know, when that, uh, when Christmas dinner rolls around, you know, you can have whatever is there, whatever you want. When Thanksgiving rolls around, you can eat whatever you want. It's about consistency guys, uh, consistency. Okay. But the only way to get consistent seriously is to step outside your comfort zone. And if you do that, then you're actually going to start to see results and you're going to get what you don't currently have because you're doing something that you're not currently doing. Does that make sense? Big, big, big distinction for me. Okay. <clears throat> so that's it guys. Uh, I hope this was helpful for you. Let me know in the comments below. Was this helpful? Did you learn anything? Uh, are there any eye-opening messages there that maybe changed your, uh, how you think about this stuff and, and let me know what your biggest takeaway was. Just let that, let me know in the chat. What was your biggest takeaway? The biggest takeaway from this presentation, even if it was small, doesn't matter. Any takeaway is a big deal, honestly, because you're going to carry that forward and it's going to be up here forever. So again, let me know, was this helpful? And was, uh, what was your biggest takeaway? So, uh, with that guys, I'm going to punch out here. Um, I'm going to also publish this on the podcast. So if you aren't already go check out the permafit live podcast, we are on episode 173, I think going on four years and, uh, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google play, like all the major platforms. But what would be super helpful for us is if you go over to iTunes and leave us a rating and a review and subscribe to the podcast, it's totally free. It would help us out massively. And we would be able to bring a lot of value right to your phone and educate you in a lot of different things regarding health and fitness and more specifically permanent transformation. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us today. Let us know again, was this helpful and what your biggest takeaway was, and we will see you in the next thing. Thanks. See you guys. <laughs>